Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, sponsored by SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion, and sponsored by TheTroveSportsDen.com. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros. And sponsored by Diamond Service Grading, fast, accurate, transparent card grading for today's collectors. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody, and good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're listening to us. Hopefully, you're having a great one. My name is Jeff Baker, and you are listening to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast. We talk TTM, cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. It is season three, episode 39. It is Sunday, October 3rd. We made it into October. Very cool. It just keeps flying by. And you are listening to the nationally ranked Sports Card Podcast. Again, my name is Jeff Baker. I am your host, and I am joined by my my co-host, by my co-host, Mr. Drew Pelto. Drew, welcome. Hey, good to be here once again. Drew, why don't you let people know where they can find you uh, on uh, YouTube? We love your YouTube channel, and you know, you're always posting stuff. And, and how, how can they can find you on social media? Yeah, just uh, on YouTube, I am under Drew's Autographs. So you can find that at youtube.com slash Drew Pelto. Uh, for everything else, just go to my website, dfwgrapher.com. That has links to everything that I'm on, Instagram, uh, Facebook stuff that I run, Twitter, YouTube, and stuff about all the the entire collection pretty much is right up on there as well. Well, thank you, Drew. Drew, you've been a real busy guy this week. I mean, I, we we have we have to record this thing at four in the morning. It seems like because it's <laughs> the only time you you are free, my friend. Yeah, you're I mean, out over going the last, to concerts, uh, you're going to games, you're yeah. <laughs> doing. I'm, I'm coming up. Stuff. A, I'm coming around the end of a nine day stretch where I will have gone to three concerts featuring. Uh, let's see, two, six, uh, something, nine bands an NFL game and three major league baseball games. So uh, I plan on Monday to just straight up die of exhaustion. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I left my house in 10 days. How's that? (laughs) (laughs) So that is, that is very cool. I know you went to what Monday night football, right? You went to the Monday night football game. Yep. That must've been pretty cool. I don't think I've ever been to a Monday night football game. How was the crowd? Was the crowd crazy? It was really good. Yeah. I mean, anytime you get a Cowboys and Eagles game, I mean, that's, you know, one of the NFL's biggest rivalries. So to have that and then have it on a Monday night. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, even just trying to get to the stadium, I live about two miles, mile and a half, something like that from AT&T stadium. I Ubered it down. It was like a a $9 Uber, nothing expensive there, but I mean, the dude still had to drop me off like a quarter of a mile from the stadium. Cause it's like, if we, I, look, I don't need to sit in your car for 10 minutes to go this last quarter of a mile here. So please just go ahead, leave me off here. But yeah, it was great. And I can guarantee I was the only person in that stadium wearing a uh, Dallas Cowboys Bernie Kosar jersey. Guarantee it. I'm, I'm sure I saw I saw the picture. And then also you almost caught a, a home run ball. Yeah. Uh, was it yesterday, two days ago? Yeah, yesterday. I mean, there were like, well, there were four home runs hit in the uh, Rangers Indians game last night. And my seats were out in left field out about a. Uh, I think it was about six rows back, six, seven rows. And yeah, I mean, the first one got hit a section over from me and landed just uh, in the little area between the fence and where the actual stands begin. The second one, same thing, but a little bit closer. Third one went to right field, didn't really care about that one. And the fourth one, unfortunately, landed, I think, probably about two rows in front of me after I had gotten up to leave to uh, go up to the standing room only area out there. Ah, So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a great game though. Nine, six, the Indians win. Have you ever caught a foul ball? I have. Uh, took me 
it is a common, it took my dad and me a combined 75 years of uh, going to ball games to finally catch one. But in uh, 2012 at an Indians and Mariners game in Cleveland, uh, my wife and I were up in Cleveland for my uh, 10th high school reunion. And so we went to a ball game with my dad and uh, it was Hector Noesi on the mound and uh, Johnny Damon at the plate. Damon reached out and just tapped it off the end of the bat. And it's coming just end over or just coming, you know, perfect kind of like four spin on it back toward us. Just barely clears the netting in front of us and lands right there with us. So I have caught one. That's cool. I, I've had a couple of close calls. Uh, I've gotten balls thrown to me, you know, like, you know, a foul ball, uh, you know, the coach throws it to you, a player throws it to you. My wife, uh, Will Clark, was running in one time. We were sitting right behind the uh, Reds, the Rangers dugout, and he was run, he was running in and threw the, threw the ball to my wife. Nice. And uh, Alex, Alex uh, Rodriguez, I think it might have actually been his first game he played uh, at Fenway. I was sitting right there. You know what jut, where it jut, juts out on, at Fenway Park on the third yeah. baseline right there yeah. again? So my, I had a friend that had season tickets there, and I was there uh, with my wife, and Alex Rodriguez threw me the ball, and she was literally – she was sleeping. She fell asleep, and she, she, start, she got startled and knocked the ball out of my hand. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And then this one's funny. I was walking. Uh, you've been to Fenway. You know the the um, street right behind the Green Monster? Yeah. They used to have the netting. Remember, they used to have the netting before they had seats. So uh, this is before a game, and I was walk. I was walking down there uh, before the game uh, started, and someone uh, yelled, look out. And I looked up, and the, the ball literally landed like a foot in front of me, bounced straight up. I put my hand out and caught it. Nice! Wow. <laughs> so that was that was the the uh, that was my ball ball. And then funny funny story. I was in the I was in Fenway. This is I I had to be in in the junior high or like like freshman in high school. And I was there with my brother, and um, you know we're in line getting hot dogs or something. And some kid comes up to me. And he says, "Hey, I'll buy I'll buy that. Did you catch that foul ball?" I go, "Yeah, I got it outside." He goes, "I'll buy it from you for forty bucks." I was like, "Okay." No yeah. problem. So, so, you know, I didn't even know who hit it. So I gave him, gave him the ball. He gave me the 40 bucks. And then he goes, that's cool. Cause I just made 160 bucks. Cause I had a bet with somebody that I was going to catch a ball for ball ball for 200 bucks. Oh man. That's great. <laughs> like, I don't care. I made 40 bucks. It was funny. Yeah. So it was cool, but we have a, we have a great show for you guys. Uh, this week we, um, I had the pleasure of inter- interviewing Clarence Scott. Clarence uh, played cornerback uh, for the Cleveland Browns in the, the 70s. He was the um, their first-round pick, and number 14 overall in 1971. He played all the way up until, I think, in the into the mid-'80s. He played all every uh, game with the Cleveland Browns, which is unheard of nowadays. I think it was 13 or 14 years. And I talked to Clarence. I had sent him a TTM request, and he, he handles TTM requests uh, in a kind of a cool way. So we talk about um, his getting requests and how he handles the TTMs and the, the special way he handles it. So hang in there for a, a really fun interview with Clarence Scott. He was he was a real character. Um, you know, we do a, a Zoom call with him, and Clarence had his uh, Cleveland Browns number 22 shirt on for the interview. He was showing me all his um, game balls and his helmet and all his stuff he's very very proud uh, man and uh his his wife joined us at the end of it so it was a fun interview so hang around for that and then next week uh i have uh 
Stephen Katsoulis, who is a TTM collector. He was actually, he's been a, a, a producer for all sorts of sports shows in Boston, in LA, and um, he and now he's in North Carolina. So he has a, he has a lot of um, stories about dealing with athletes and dealing with um, talent that we talk about. We also talk about his TTM, and he's got a huge TTM collection of a lot of people that he's dealt with. So it was a fun interview talking with Stephen. Stephen's a new listener to the show, so we kind of hooked up that way. So that'll be next week. Um, we, this week, we have our, our regular segments. We have Baker's Dozen. We have Making the Grade. We have TTM cast stamp of approval. We have the Vern Rat Minute. We review our returns. I did okay this week in returns. Drew, you did okay as well. And I know you sent out a bunch. So we have a lot lot coming up. Hang in there. If you want to text us and uh, uh, a comment, feedback, if you're interested in being a guest or you want to make suggestions, send it to our text line at 978-729-0662, or you can email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. Once again, our text line is 978-729-0662, and our email is Drew. ttmcast at yahoo.com. There you go. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Next up is our first segment, Baker's Dozen. So Baker's Dozen is a, a new summary of what's been going on on the hobby, and there's a lot, lot going on, as always. Um, some news from our friends at Fanatics and some uh, new releases coming up, some some signings that we want to make you guys aware of. But one thing, uh, show related is that um, I posted, uh, I, I set it up on Facebook that uh, you can listen to TTM Cast Now directly on Facebook. So if you um, type in TTM Cast uh, on Facebook, you, come, you can come to our page. And you can listen to the show directly on Facebook. So you don't have to uh, download anything. The the player's right there. And if you have tr- trouble uh, finding us and you, you're on Facebook, we're right there. So you can go to um, TTM Cast, which is our page on Facebook, and you can listen to the show directly from Facebook. So check that out. That's pretty cool. And then uh, a lot of a lot of news this week. Our, our friends at Fanatics, uh, Michael Rubin, who I believe he is the president um, or uh, of, of Fanatics, and he confirmed that the the company is uh, got big plans, real big plans, if you will. They want to uh, be the one stop shop for trading cards. So um, they're 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 uh, looking to get rid of the middleman, which means no more targets and, and you know all these other uh, retail outlets and and use the distribution network as well. Is they're looking at perhaps purchasing Tops or Panini or one one of you know trying to um, bring in uh, some of, some of their expertise, and they're also looking to um, create have a grading arm and a uh, online auction arm and all sorts of stuff. So they really want to be the card collecting big brothers. And uh, the wall street journal reported the other day that they, they have created a new entity, which is called fanatics trading cards. And they have secured 350 million in series a funding, which they can use to um, invest, you know, to, to build this new, entity of theirs and their whole their company is now valued at 10.4 billion dollars that's billion drew 10.4 billion dollars is is what they are um 
reported to be worth. So they have a lot of big plans. They, a lot of this uh, stuff came out um, from the recent in, uh, industry summit that happened in Las Vegas. And I know um, the trade publications have been talking about it. And there was there's a video of Michael Rubin. He, he must have given a talk there. So um, I don't know. Good, bad, and different. We'll we'll see. But they are uh, they're going to be flexing their muscles. Don't you think, Drew? They are, and uh, I mean that's I think that's what everyone kind of saw coming as soon as they saw the the suddenly they got their name in there. And you mentioned that they would be looking to possibly buy one of the uh, major companies. And I may be a tad biased, but I think the Panini would be the smart buy right there. I mean, Panini has the printing facility right in the same area as their production offices. They're well established in every sport. And I mean, Fanatics already has a presence with several offices in Dallas, so they wouldn't have to, you know, make any kind of a major expansion to, you know, have to deal with the tops offices, for example, in Brooklyn or the upper deck offices down in San Diego. You're already right there in Dallas. They've got everything close by. Why not go with them? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Panini is the most expensive of the three, right? I mean, they're not going to come cheap. I think tops. They could probably get them for 10 cents on the dollar or, or maybe even cheaper. And uh, I'm not sure if Upper Deck is attractive enough for them where they're only um, hockey, really, you know, mm-hmm. where they have, they have golf and some other stuff. But I, I, I would think Panini would probably be the most logical, but I, I'm almost seeing them go for tops just because they can get tops. You know, I don't know what tops is valued at, but I'm sure tops is certainly they can pick up tops for a lot less than they can for Panini. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, who knows? They might go for both even just to make sure that they can control all these brand names too. Yeah. You never know, but just, you know, we'll keep you posted and is, well, we, you know, we're trying to get somebody from fanatics. We, we've got some feels out there to get, get somebody from fanatics. Uh, Drew, Drew has a connection. So we're, we're working on that. Um, and, you know, we'll keep, we'll, we'll uh, keep you guys posted, but a lot of news. And, you know, some, another, another thing that we saw, I saw the other, uh, the other day, it's coming out, it's going to be coming out October 4th, which is uh, what Tuesday, right? Tops is releasing their uh, NFT second series baseball. Um, it's going to be $15 for a pack of eight cards and the pack is virtual. You don't get a, a actual literally pack of cards, but um, they're NFTs, they're, they're virtual cards. And they, they have 25,000 packs available. Uh, they sold out all the series one. They, I think it was released on like September 4th and they sold it out. And I think less than an hour. So there are people that are collecting NFT, the younger kids, I'm assuming. I like the I like having the card itself. Um, Drew, have you gotten involved involved in the NFT stuff? I haven't. Doesn't interest me in the slightest. I'm like you. I want to have an actual tangible product that I'm paying for, not some you know ones and zeros somewhere. Yeah, and you can't send the cards out to get signed, right? Right, and you can't hold them. You can't put them in a binder. I don't. Uh, I don't know. My wife would like it because I have like a room full of cards here, and I, <laughs> if they were all NFT, they would just be sitting on my laptop. Yeah, and she she could have her, her half her house back, but um, it, you know, it, it, it is popular and it it's really uh, grown in the last year. Right. And yeah. I mean, a year ago there was no one even knew what an NFT was. And now, uh, you know, people, it's not just in sports cards. It's in all, there's a lot of different um, NFT stuff out there. So 
you know, if you're into NFT, go on to tops.com and, and check it out. It's coming out on the 4th. If you listen to this after, uh, it's going to be on the 4th at 1, 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's getting released. I would assume that within the hour, those will all be sold out. But it is what it is. And then uh, one of my favorite times of the year coming up is uh, MLB playoff time. My Red Sox, as we speak, are still alive. Uh, they have a outside shot at winning the getting into as the second wild card. I don't think they're going to be going anywhere. Um, I'd like to see my the, uh, my other team is the Dodgers, and the Do- the Dodgers are in the wild card. Um, I don't can they beat the Giants for the for the play, the, the uh, West? I don't think they can. I don't think they can. I haven't really looked too closely, though. I don't follow the National League quite as much as the American League. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But I do. Uh, you know, I think the. I think that the uh, National League playoffs are going to be more interesting mm-hmm. with, with with the the Giants, and I think that you know the Braves are always uh, a good team, and I think I like the Brewers. The Brewers are a scrappy team, so I think that the. Uh, NL playoffs are going to be interesting, and the Cardinals are as hot as a pistol, so they're, they're, they they could uh, pose a problem to somebody. Um, the American League, I don't know if anyone can beat Tampa. I think Tampa is – they're strong. I think they're, they're just a balanced team, and they have pitching, and they're bullpen, and their lineup's pretty good. So I don't know if anyone can beat Tampa, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Houston – might give them a problem. The the Yankees. I don't think they have enough pitching. I think they're 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 uh, a little weaker this year. And you know the other. I don't the uh, the White Sox. I just don't think they have enough. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. The the playoffs start. I believe um, Tuesday is American League and Wednesday is the National League. And um, by next week, we'll have an idea of who's who's going to be in the the final four teams for for the playoffs in the MLB. So we'll talk a little more about that next week. But just want to point it out if you you know um play the best t- time for baseball is, is playoffs, and this is you know September and the in the playoffs are really fun. So and uh, hopefully enjoy it. A couple of um, new releases from Panini, our friends of Panini that they're. Uh, Got one a cool um, baseball release. It's Spectre Baseball. There's four autographs of four memorabilia cards in a uh, box. The boxes go for uh, five hundred bucks. Um, Drew, did you work on this one at all? Or no. Um, I think I may have done a little bit on it. I don't really remember now. I think it may have. Now that I think about it, no, I don't think I did Spectra at all. I was involved with uh, Mosaic. I think, if I remember right. Okay. I, you know what you should you should um do like the guys on the that draw the comic books if you're working on a thing put your initials someplace so that only you can see them so that they, when a card comes like, hey there's my card yeah. <laughs> wish that was that easy I would definitely do that if I could but you know the guys you know like Matt Groening from the yep. Simpsons he put the MG in uh, Homer's head you know, yep yep and that, and the the guys always put put something in there when they're drawing the comic books. And I, I think it'd be cool if you could somehow put a little, <laughs> little DP in there. Yeah. <laughs> Pelto or something in there that like your, 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 your uh, signature, you know, your Zorro. <laughs> but uh, the other thing, the other one I saw is uh Panini uh, basketball Chronicles. Uh, I like the Chronicles football. I'm, I, I wasn't a huge fan initially, but I got, I bought some packs this year. And uh, I really liked them. They were they were kind of there's a lot of rookies, a lot of different different mates in there. And the Chronicle Basketball came out. There's 24 cards in a uh, box. Um, they are two autos, two memorabilia, 
eight chromes for 326, which isn't bad. Again, I like the Chronicles, so I'm gonna, I might pick up a, a box of those or some packs of those when I when I see them around. If they see any fat packs, are you a basketball guy at all? Do you collect basketball? I don't really collect a whole lot of basketball at all. I mean, if it's like if I'm given some, I'm definitely not going to pass them up or anything. Because I mean, there's yeah. some real valuable stuff in there, but uh, I don't actively uh, get too heavily involved in it. But is that is that the regular uh, basketball chronicles or is that the chronicles draft picks? That's the Chron- that chronicles one? draft picks. Perfect. That one I actually did do a lot of work on, so uh, I did a lot of the uh, photo selection for that one. Cool. They, the the uh, chronicles football is really cool, and I think I'm yeah. sure the basketball ones really neat as well. Do they now, now shop secrets? Do you get it? Do you get cards if you want them from uh, from Panini? Do you guys get a deal, or do they give you cards, or are they? I typically don't. Um, I know there's some people in there who do get like some boxing stuff here and there, but um, no, I don't typically get anything on my own at all from the company at all. If I, if I wanted, I either have to buy it or uh, once in a while, I've got a friend who gets involved, who buys a lot of boxes and he'll like, you know, pull the, pull all the best stuff to keep for himself. But then like, I'll, he'll give me like this whole stack of commons or something like that. And I will gladly take those. Cause once in a while, something good might sneak through in there. Like uh, that's actually how I got my uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what do you call it? A, prism rookie a few years ago was he just said hey yeah here's a whole bunch of you know prism comments and stuff i don't really need any of them. I'm like all right cool and yeah the mahomes was right in the middle of there because it was i mean right in his rookie year before anyone knew he was going to turn into exactly what he did turn into that's see i know i forget who i talked to i think it was somebody from tops a while ago and they used to just like put out you know boxes and boxes of cards in a, a conference room someplace and if anyone wanted they could just come in and grab them I, I remember I remember that vividly that, you know, it would, you know, they'd have because Tops has so many brands like Panini does. So they they would just, you know, at the end of a year or or a while before they would start working on a new one, they just put out whenever, you know, a couple hundred boxes of cards in the, in, in the conference room. And then if you want them, just go go grab whatever you're looking for. So and it was Once in a while. Know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm sure they don't do that anymore, but yeah, once in a while they've done that with some uh, sticker stuff at Panini. Like if there's, you know, stuff that they've had in storage, that's, you know, several, a couple of years old or something, they'll put that all in the conference room to say, yeah, if you want grab some, you know, give them to your kids or whatever. And so like they had like some, I think it was adrenaline soccer from like, it's like the Polish soccer league or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'll take that. Why not? I'll, so yeah, I've got, that's you right. know, two thirds of a Polish soccer set sitting here. It's like, I'll never complete this, but it was kind of cool to open up at least, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right up your alley. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm jealous, but that's cool. So check out it's Chronicles. It's a draft pick. It's the first basketball. It's the first set released with the um, current new draft guys, the new, the new in, within there on their team. So check it out. Now, one other, one other thing of note, our friend Scott King from SI Kings, has a huge signing going on uh, in November. He's got 50 guys, over 50 guys that have been doing signings for him, and then all various prices. Well, guys like Tim Brown, Doug Flutie, John Hanna, Andrew James, Don Mattingly, uh, Dennis Rodman, Pete Rose, Mike Tyson, the boxer, and Robin Yeo, and and a ton of other guys. Uh, So his signing, everything has to be into him by November 8th. It is SI Kings with an S, SI Kings. 
check it out. Uh, uh, you go to his website. It's a, or you know, put in SI Kings in your search engine, find his website. It's Scott Smith. I I've done a couple of signings with through him, and he's been very professional, and they've been great great signings. So check it out again. He has over fifty guys signing. So um, you know, Heisman Trophy winners, um, Hall of Famers, uh, great. Uh, players as well um, a lot of guys you know some guys that ttm some guys that don't do ttm um his again everything has to be into him november 8th uh check it out just doing this as a service to you guys uh if you you know you're trying to finish a set or if you want to get one of you uh, somebody that you're, you've had trouble getting um you know check it out it's si si kings now for our uh, picks our nfl picks last week drew we finally uh had a good week. <laughs> I had, I was four and one. You were, uh, I think you were three and two. Yeah, looks like it. Yep. So, so not bad. Um, if the Giants had beat the the Atlanta Falcons, which I told you was a stinker of a game. Yeah. We, we hit all of them. This this week we got five games. We're going to keep on doing our picks until you guys yell at us and tell tell us to stop and put put uh, you out of our misery here. Put us out of your misery. But um, we're going to keep it up because uh, I think it's fun. And you want to keep – you will keep doing it. What do you think, Drew? Oh, yeah, I'm liking it. Okay, good. Until I have and an 0-5 week, I will keep doing it. And it gives you a reason to watch some of these stupid games, too. Right. right? All right. So we're, we're gonna, I'll let you go first. It's your Cleveland Browns are playing at the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings are getting two and a half points. So which team's going to show up? The Cleveland Browns team that showed up last week that destroyed the Bears or – the Cleveland Browns that showed up two weeks ago that couldn't do anything. I'm going to go with the Browns in this one. Um, I'm a little questionable on them on the road, but I just don't think the Vikings are that good. So I'm going to go with the Browns. They'll be able to overcome that two and a half. All right. I'm going to take the points. All right. I'm going to, you know, I know visitors have been really winning a lot lately, but I, I'm going to take the points from the home team. Uh, I'm not going to do it on this this next game because I, I can't do it. But I'm going. Well, we have uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming to Foxborough uh, in New England, and they are going to play in the Patriots. The Patriots are a seven point underdog. They're getting seven points. Um, Gronk is not playing; he's hurt, which is a shame. But Brady is going to come out and uh, come out. Slinging, I think, and I think uh, I don't. I think the Bucks are too fast for the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are uh, probably one of the most overrated teams right now. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're a good team at all. So I'm going to take the Bucks. Who Who do you like, Drew? I'm. I was thinking the Pats until you said that stuff about uh, about just you know the speed and everything. It's like, yeah, I think you make a good point there. So I'm going to have to go with you and take the Bucks. Now I'm going to reverse what I was thinking there because. My thought was, okay, I mean, yeah, Brady's going to come out firing. So, I mean, it's, you know, his first game back in New England after playing the vast, vast, vast majority of his career there. But at the, it's like, okay, I mean, the Bucks should be fired, or I mean, the Pats should be fired up just as much because it's like, all right, we got to shut this guy down there. But Brady is just too good, I think, honestly. And, yeah, the Bucks, I think, are just too fast. So, I'm with you on that. You changed my mind. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I, I watched last night at probably three – like 3.30 or 4 o'clock last night in the morning, I watched a thing on FS Sports at Fox, uh, FS1, I think, or FS2, one of those stations. They had a, a whole thing on. Remember the guy that stole Brady's jersey? 
at yes. the Super Bowl, the guy from Mexico. So they had a whole thing on um, the stealing of Brady's jersey, and and they were dealing, they were talking about guys at the national boat sports. Uh, you know, jerseys and they had the FBI guys and Brady was on and they had, they interviewed this guy at the end. I'm like, I, I don't think I ever saw this, this special. I'm sure it was, you know, four or five years old now, yeah. but it was, it was really good. Brady was really forthcoming and it was, yeah, it, it made me uh, sad that Brady wasn't still a Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so ch- I, I, check it out. If you ever see it, come across it, check it out. It's really a, a, a good show from, from a football perspective, from a, you know, whodunit perspective, from a, a collectible perspective. I, I was very surprised. I, I watched the whole thing for like from 3.30 to 4.30 or something. It was a really good show. All right, back to our picks. Uh, this week, I... I I like putting the Cardinals on and I like putting the Rams on and that they happen to be playing each other this week. So the Cardinals are at the LA Rams. The Rams are uh, getting four and a half points. Now the, they're talk the Rams, they're talking about uh, maybe a Super Bowl team. Yeah. What, do you, what do you, what do you think of this game? Um, I'm going to say, I think the Rams win it on the scoreboard, but the Cardinals win it on the bench. sheet. I think the Rams win a close one, basically. So I'm taking the Cardinals on the points. I, I was kind of going back and forth on this one. I'm just going to take the Rams, just so that we're on the other, we are, we're on the other side of the fence, so to speak. I think I agree with you. I think it's going to be a close game, but the thing is, they, this could be a high-scoring game as well. So we'll that is we'll true. See. Yes. All right, your uh, Dallas Cowboys, who you proclaim not to be a fan of, but you've been to more <laughs> more Cowboys games than than I've been to Patriots games this year. So the Carolina Panthers are at Dallas. Dallas is a four and a half point favorite. Um, Dallas look great, right? They look really good on on Monday night. They look they look good the week before, and they uh, they had a shot at beating the Buccaneers. So Dallas is, is kind of back, I think, and they they can score points. Carolina Panthers, I, their defense is good. They're I don't know if they can score points other than McCaffrey. That they don't have much. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with your your Dallas Cowboys in this one. Who do you like? I was actually gonna go Cowboys as well. That was a definite statement win for them there on Monday. Um, I've been surprised by the Panthers this year though too. I mean, Sam Darnold uh, has finally shown what his what made him a top five draft pick. He's had a really nice start to the season so far. But yeah, I just I mean, the Cowboys have just looked too strong the last few weeks. I think it's gonna be a really great game though. I mean, no matter what, but. I have to pick the Cowboys, I think, in this one. Yeah, I don't think McCaffrey's playing, right? Didn't he hurt he he hurt himself? He might have. Yeah, I haven't I've paid super close attention there, but yeah, he may have. All right. And our, our Monday night game, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. I can't get used to that. At the LA Chargers, which I can't get used to that either. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers are a three and a half point favorite. Um, the Raiders have been playing really well at they're three and oh. The Chargers are two and one, I believe. I think they beat Kansas City, right? Uh, yeah, they did. So um, they're playing really well. Their defense is is, is pretty good. Um, the Raiders, I'm not sure if they've been tested yet. I don't think they've had a really a tough game. Um, the char the Chargers are um, again they, they give them three and a half, but I don't know how much of a home field advantage they have, uh, but. I'm going to take the Chargers just because uh, I don't think the Raiders are – I think the Raiders are pretenders, not 
true, 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 good team. What do you think? I was, I mean, this is another one that's, I think would be a really great matchup. It's really close that, I mean, I'm going to go with like exactly what you did on the cards and Rams. I'm going to take the graders just so we're on different sides here, but that's just going to be a close one. Could go either way. I'll take the Raiders, but it's, it's not, it's far from like this, you know, lock of the week pick or anything like that. All right. So we're on, we got two of the same picks, but three different ones. That's kind of that, that makes up for interesting uh, fodder next week. Um, and that wraps up our picks for the week and also wraps up Baker's dozen. So, uh, Drew, I, I thank you. That was, a, that was a great segment. And next yeah. up is Making the Grade. Making the Grade is brought to you by Diamond Service Grading. Fast, accurate, transparent. Diamond Service Grading takes the mystery out of grading. They proudly have the best encapsulation in the industry with an amazing inner sleeve that not only protects your collectible investment, but looks great as well. Easy to submit, quick turnaround. DSG Grading is ready to grade your cards today. Visit DSGGrading.com to learn more. So making the grade is a summary of what's been going on in the grading community. The grading community, obviously, is very important to our hobby. We like to keep people abreast of what's going on. Our friends at uh, CSG have launched a new uh, registry, set registry, card registry. Um, so check out uh, CSG uh, online for the new registry. Um, you know, card collectors can find um, a platform where they can display their CSG certified cards and compete against other collectors to see who has the best sets. So um, CSG is always growing. They're, they're a progressive company and we recommend you guys checking that out and then check out our friends at uh, DSG grading. I know it's the alphabet here, soup time, time guys, but that's what grading has become. Um, our friends at DSG grading, which is diamond service grading, DSG grading.com offers a $5 uh, coupon for every card you get graded. It's uh, you get $5 off every card you get graded uh, with diamond service grading. The coupon code is four H M U G T Z G. Once again, it's four H M U G T Z G. Um, and then they will give you $5 off. This is exclusive to TTM cast listeners. And if I, uh, you know, they have a cool thing where you scan the QR code on the label and you view, you can view the details and what's, uh, why your card got graded a certain uh, grade. And that's kind of a cool, neat uh, thing. So check out dsggrading.com, diamondservicegrading.com. Uh, they are still meeting their 30 day delivery and uh, check them out. Lastly, um, our friends at HGA, and I guess they're not our friends because they blew us off a couple of times. So ESG, HGA is having some problems. And one of the, one of the problems that, that I, I noted, noticed in a post is they have graded some uh, fake cards, some fake um, Pat Mahomes autograph cards that they authenticated and some other uh, fake cards that were not actual real cards that they were that they were that they were uh, reprints, but they graded them as, as real. Uh, I don't know, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to rectify that problem, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would um, believe anything that they do until they clear, clean up what they're doing, because that is paramount to what grading companies do, right? They want to authenticate the card, authenticate the autograph and authenticate the, uh, and then grade the condition of the card. And if they can't do two or three things, May may maybe you know you, you give HGA um, a pass right now. What do you think, Drew? Yeah, were they the ones that passed one of the uh, fake Gretzky rookie card uh, 
yeah. fairly recently. Yep. Yeah. So I remember seeing that. A friend of mine brought it up on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, geez, guys, come on now. But yeah, I mean, uh, it was yeah, a couple. It wasn't more. It was more than one. It was a Gretzky Opeachy yeah. uh, rookie and card. The, the Gretzky they, one should be obvious too. I mean, an authentic one has. There's this yellow dot on his shoulder apparently, and it didn't have the yellow dot. And it's like, um, guys, uh, check that again, there, Chief. But yeah, jeez. Yeah, they also uh, they also validated some Pat Mahomes autographs that weren't real as well. <laughs> so they've had some problems. Yeah. Well, that wraps up making the grade. And next up is our uh, contest line. So well, I was going to pick a winner for our Anton Walker photo contest, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to extend it for one more week. We've, we've had, I don't know, 15 or 20 entries and we're, I really appreciate that, but we want to, we're going to get some more people to get, get a shot. A lot of the guys that had entered before uh, were, were uh, previous winners. And I, I like to, mix it up and give some new people a shot. And I'm not saying that you guys that have entered before and won, uh, still, we'll still have a shot because I just randomize it. So, but I'd like to give a few more people a, a chance to win an uh, Antoine Water, Antoine Walker autograph photo. Um, I saw Antoine sign it myself. So it, it is authentic as can be. Um, and he did this, uh, he signs a bunch of photos for us at the Salisbury beach, um, Sports Pub a while back, and I've got this is the last one I have to give away. So I'm going to extend it out for one more week, and we will uh, give it away next week. Our text line, if you want to enter, is 978-729-0662, or you can email us at ttmcast at yahoo.com. There's that voice again. <laughs> I, uh, I'm so jealous anytime you come on. <laughs> so, guys, uh, Enter, enter to win our Anton Walker photo. I appreciate the guys that have already entered. Uh, again, I'm just trying, we just want to give as many people a shot as possible. Um, and so, you know, if you want to enter to win an Anton Walker photo, please send, send us a, a text or email us. And if you've already submitted an entry, you are still entered. Uh, we will give this away next week, I promise. Next up is our TTMcast stamp of approval. I bet you're wondering who earned this week's TTM Cast stamp of approval. TTM Cast stamp of approval is, is something that we give out. Now, this is for for us. It's fun. It's things that we like. We want to turn you on to things that we like, either shows or movies or food or some hobby related stuff. Um, it's just kind of a, a catch all, and we really enjoy uh, sharing some of the stuff that we're passionate about. Is you know, in addition to to uh, our regular collecting in TTM. We've given out food. Drew gave out some a cool uh, restaurant a couple of weeks ago. Um, Drew Drew is a, a big, uh, just joined a band. He's a drummer in a band, and he's been really into music lately. And, Drew, I know you want to want to give out, uh, talk about some of the concerts you, you went to. So why don't you take away take it away with your TTM cast stamp of approval? All right. So, yeah, I mean, remember last week I mentioned that my stamp of approval went to the uh, show that I went to with uh, Vaz and Local H. This week, it's going to go to two more shows I went to see. I mentioned right off the top there that I've been to three shows in five days there to start out my uh, nine days of fun craziness, at least, or 10 days of it, I guess. But uh, Saturday night, went to see uh, some local bands. I've got some uh, friends there and a few of the bands that were there that night. But uh, band X Regrets that has a couple friends of mine in it, they did their album release show. And so they had... Uh, three other bands with them, including the two Watts, which has uh, actually the bass player in X regrets is also the bass player and lead singer in the two Watts. Um, but yeah, I've got friends of both those two bands and they also had a mother Falcon and Hen and the Cox, which were both 
absolutely amazing bands. Mother Falcon was, uh, they're kind of this like punk, funk, and hip hop all combined into one. It was just, I mean, they put on a great show. Highly recommend them. All of them have stuff up on uh, YouTube as well, I believe. I'm not sure if the two Watts do yet. They're the newest out of any of them, but... At the very least, uh, yeah, those latter three are all up on YouTube. Um, they may be on Spotify as well. So definitely check them out for some uh, Dallas area punk rock going on right there. And then Tuesday night, went to go and see a show that I've been wanting to see for a couple of years now because uh, these bands were supposed to tour together back in 2020 and then COVID hit and they had to cancel the whole tour. And so they finally rescheduled it and they were putting it on so far. It's gone off without a hitch, but uh, it was the Bronx rancid and uh your guys up in boston the dropkick murphys they're all together on one bill and uh, yeah i've seen the murphys three times now so i knew exactly what to expect there uh rancid i've been wanting to see rancid since i was a high school kid i mean they've been i think it says it's been 30 years now since they've gotten together and they're still at it out on the road it's absolutely amazing they're still going at it the bronx have been around for quite a while too but uh yeah, Rancid. Uh, i mean rancid actually was the first ones to sign dropkick murphys to a, a record label and uh What's his name? Ken Casey from the Murphy was actually talking about that a little bit. He said, uh, 1996, uh, Ken was saying that he put together the Dropkick Murphys basically on a bet. Some guy bet him 30 bucks that he wouldn't put a band together to open for, for him. And so he's like, all right, you know what? Fine. You're on, I'm going to do this. And he puts together this band. He said, the guy stiffed him on the 30 bucks as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they put together this band and, uh, recorded a few things. And, uh, they got this, uh, call one day from, uh, Lars Fredrickson of uh, Lars Fredrickson of the Bastards and of Rancid and uh, says, yeah, hey, I heard your song. I want to I want to come out there and do an album with you guys. And just like, whoa, OK. So he and Tim Armstrong both fly out there and produce this album, sign it to Lars's uh, record label. And the Dropkick Murphys were born. And I mean, here they are 25 years later. They're the headliner on this tour with Rancid. So, yeah, they really have great so show. Much, they have so much energy. I don't know yeah. how they get where they get all their energy. They're, they're fantastic. Hey, yeah, I band keeps two. growing in size, too. I mean, they're up to I think they had like eight or nine guys on stage there for it, too. And I've seen them with as few as like four or five. And I mean, now they're up. to. They had two bagpipers out there now instead of just one. It's yeah, it's a huge thing now. Well, I got I got two things I'm gonna put to you. All right, you yeah. go to all, you go to all these concerts. I'm in small venues. You gotta hit these bands up for some free CDs that we can raffle off, give away to our listeners. Yeah, because that would that would be really cool. And secondly, you're in a new band and you're the drummer. Yep. Uh, wh- where's our TTM Cast theme song? You know, we we need a TTM Cast theme song. I can work on that. We'll see if we can uh, write something up for it and record it, and we can go with that. Yeah, that's something we can play for our intro and our clothes. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, we have a, we have a, uh, a, a, what do you call it? You know, a, a sound thing that I pulled from some, a free sound thing that I pulled from something that I like, I do like, but, uh, geez, we got a professional music, musician on staff now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can put together a little TTM cast uh, intro song for us. See what we can come up with. Yeah, that might, right. uh, might be able to do something with that. Because I'm sure you guys are loud and got a lot of life in your, in your music. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what we're looking for. Yep. So, Drew, thank you. My my uh, TTM cast stamp of approval is um, The Sopranos, Many Saints of Newark. A uh, new movie just came out um, yesterday. And my wife and son and I watched it last night. It's all available on HBO and HBO Max. Um, it is, I think it's a two hour movie i thought it was going to be a like one of those uh episode you know 10 episode shows but it wasn't it was only a, it was a two hour movie and it basically was a a prequel to the, the sopranos it take it's 
takes place in 1967 in Newark, and it, you see all the the Sopranos characters as as their younger selves, and uh, it's uh, you know Tony Soprano's there as a, as a uh, teenager. Uh, I think he, he might have been a freshman in high school when when it started, and there's a lot of violence in the, in this uh, show. There's a lot of a lot of uh, beating up and shooting, and there's uh, a lot of racial racial relations because Newark obviously um, was in um, you know the 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 race riots that that happened in the late '60s was, was involved, and uh, it was done very good, very well. The 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 stories were the story was fantastic. The, the acting was superb. The you know was very really interesting, and um, this talk of them extending it and doing some type of uh, you know extended episode episodic um, show for it which would be really cool but i really recommend check out uh the sopranos new movie it's called many saints of newark and it all is it's really from in 1967 68 uh in newark and the, it's really it's violent if you the, if there's, there's some swearing uh there they use the n-word a lot there's some nudity so it's really not for kids but you know it's an adult it's an adult show and uh, don't no don't, don't watch it when your kids are on but uh it was it's it's well it's two hours well spent so check it out it's on uh, HBO uh, and HBO Max and that wraps up TTM cast stamp of approval next up is our Vern Rat minute Well, Vern Rapp Minute is dedicated to Mr. Vern Rapp, who passed away prior to me sending out a TTM request to him. And we do this as a service to our fellow TTMers. Uh, when we hear of someone that passed away in the world of celebrity, in the world of politics, in the world of sports, uh, thankfully, we have a short list this week. Some lists, some weeks we have way too many. This week, we do have a couple in the celebrities and a couple in the world of baseball. Uh, we lost Tommy Kirk who was the star of Old Yeller. He also starred in many Disney films and uh, beach party movies. And um, he was, let's see, he was in all sorts of all sorts of Disney type stuff. And those Annette Funicello, Frankie Avalon movies. Um, Mr. Kirk was 79 years old. We lost um, kind of a character actress from the 60s. Uh, her name was Jean Hale. She um, was on Batman. She played the Mad Hatter's henchwoman, Polly. She was on McHale's Navy, Hogan's Heroes, and a bunch of other uh, stuff in the 60s. Um, and she was 82 years old. In the world of baseball, we lost two, two uh, former major leaguers. We lost Bill Sudeikis. Bill was... Um, uh, played from uh, 1968 to 1975, and he was featured in no numerous top sets during those years. He played for the Dodgers and Mets and Rangers and Yankees and Angels and Indians. He was kind of, all, you know, he was a utility guy. Um, he, I know he had Alzheimer's later in life, so he hadn't been signing for a while, um, but he was uh, 75 years old. And lastly, we, watched, we lost Tommy Carroll, uh, not Tom Carroll, the pitcher, but Tommy Carroll. He was an infielder for the Yankees and Kansas City A's from 1955 to 19, 
59. He played shortstop and third base. He was a good, t- a really good TTM. Re- I just saw he had a fairly recent TTM return on uh, sportscollectors.net. Um, and Mr. Carroll was 85 years old. And that kind of wraps up our um, Vern Rap Minute. Our condolences go out to your friends and family, and we are sorry for your loss. And next up is TTM Returns. This week's TTM Returns are brought to you by Sports Card Forum. Find players' addresses, see who's signing, and more, all for free. SportsCardForum.com, the ultimate in sports card trading and discussion. Drew, you were we we kept it really quiet through the Vern Rat minute. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> not not much. I told you it was kind of a, a short one this week. And yeah. um, you know, to returns, I, I got five returns this week, and I, I know you got three returns this week. Why don't you run down your returns? Because I, I know you've been you haven't you haven't said boo for a little while. We got to get you yeah. Back. I had a chance to rest well. the pipes here. <laughs> All right, so yeah, I got a three back, and it looks like I'm gonna get a fourth one in today, according to uh, Informed Delivery. But uh, the first three that I got, I got uh, Kevin Crow, who is a soccer player, and uh, he actually played, I believe it may have been on the 84 U.S. Olympic team, I want to say. He's uh, played uh, on defense mostly, but he was uh, with the San Diego Soccers for a long time in the uh, Major Indoor Soccer League. And uh, Drew, can, can I just ask, times. have you put together, um, you know, in for the soccer, have you done an Olymp- tried to do an Olympic team and put together something with all the guys who played on a, on a specific Olympic Olympic team or that or even the women's Olympic team that won the gold medal? Is that something that you you've tried? I never have yet. It might be something I get into though, because I mean, it's mostly I've been concentrating on the indoor soccer leagues and the uh, cards that they put out. But I'm starting to run down on them. I'm getting to less than you know 100 that I need on that project project. So I might expand into something like that at some point. Not really sure yet. Okay. But yeah, this was on one of those uh, all-star cards from the 90-91 set. So it has five players on it. I had mailed it off to two of them already, got them to sign. I sent off to Crow since I know that he's pretty much a sure thing as a signer and got it back from him. And it wasn't in my hands for much more than a couple days before it's gone back out in the mail now to go to Brian Quinn, who's on that card. And I've got one more to get after uh, after it gets back from, hopefully it gets back from Quinn. He's uh, the coach at the University of San Diego now, so... Uh, Hopefully it's better than before when I sent to him with this youth team that he was coaching. It took a year and a half to get back to me. So hopefully this time will be faster, but got Kevin Crow on that one to start the week off. Also got back a private signing from Jack Clark. I needed him on his 84 diamond King and also a uh, tops fan favorites card. So got both of those ones done. I think it was like 10 or 12 bucks each, which isn't too bad. I know he's done some private signings as cheap as five a card, but haven't seen that for a little while. So it's like 12. Okay. I'd be, I'm willing to pay that. Yeah, he was he was at the national, but I, obviously I missed him because I was was under the weather. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I was going to get him. I was going to get him because I need him for my seventy eight set. But yep, yep. And the third one that I got was a so- this is a, kind of an odd one. Soccer player Diego uh, Mandagaran. Um, I sent a card off to him for this project that I'm working on for all the indoor soccer stuff, and uh, he paid for his own uh, return envelope here. Actually, a good size one there. Nice. As because he put in two uh, extra photos and he wrote a short letter back, but one of the photos and the letter are to Tim. <laughs> and I don't know who Tim is. I put it out there on Facebook. I put it on my uh, indoor soccer uh, collection blog. I'm saying, all right, Tim, if you're reading this, I have your stuff and I think you may have my card and I would like to get my card back because there's another card in here, but it's one that I've already gotten signed by uh, Diego there. So I'm like, uh, Tim, I don't know who you are. If you see this, please let me know. So if there is a Tim 
who's an indoor soccer collector out there who happened to get a return from Diego Mandagaran this week that has a 92-93 Pacific NPSL card in it signed. Please reach out to me. I would like to get my card back, and I'm sure that you want your items here as well. So That's yeah, funny. Yeah. And like I said, I think I have another one coming in today, and I think it's going to be Nick Solak from the Texas Rangers, who uh, I'd actually met him when I was in Round Rock for a game. And I asked him, uh, hey, yeah, do you have uh, did you get your uh, fan mail there in uh, Texas before heading before being sent here? And he left. He says, yeah, I've got it here with me. Actually, I got to get on that here pretty soon. But I think that's who I've got coming back today. He was a little disappointing this year. I really thought this was going to be his year. Yeah, uh, I think he's a very talented player and I'm not quite sure what happened because I, 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 I thought he was going to be gangbusters with a with a bad Rangers team. But I know he's a very good TTMer. Yeah. And then, like I said, I sent out 10 this week, eight baseball, a football, and soccer one that I mentioned. And uh, yeah, that's actually... What's any for the 72 set? Uh, no, these are actually mostly uh, 2021 uh, heritage ones, though. So okay. kind of semi, semi-72s there, at least, 72 design. And then, uh, like I said, I was able to go out and do some graphing in person at uh, Globe Life Field last night. And uh, I actually was asked about this on Twitter by one of our listeners, Timmy Owen. Said, uh, yeah, any, uh, any, anything you can tell us about that on the podcast there. And so it is tough to graph there. It's, uh, if you've seen it on TV, they now have these, uh, fields, field level suites. So it used to be that you could just line up right down the line. Players could come right over right near where the tarp would be and everything where, uh, I mean, the, the fence went right up to the field and now you've got this huge gap in between. You've got the, uh, full netting going all the way down to the end of the suites there where the uh, stands start going upward. So you've got this little tiny space down there in the corner where hopefully you can get a few players, but uh, it's rough there. It is very rough. I was able to fortunately get uh, two of the Indians coaches that are with uh, Carl Willis and Sandy Alomar Jr. Willis oh, signed nice. three cards. Alomar signed two. Got pitchers Cal Quantrill and Tristan McKenzie. Quantrill is a strict one per. He'll ask you which one you want him to sign. McKenzie, he'll sign everything. Nice guy. He'll He's a guy that you just watch and you can tell he's having fun out there all the time when he's playing. It's great seeing him play. Great to get to talk to him for a little bit. Does he remind and you of oil can Boyd? A little bit with uh, with a, with a with a significantly lower drug content. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, afterward, I was able to get Mark McLemore, who does the uh, Rangers uh, pregame show. Got him pregame and postgame. But I was able to get him up by there, uh, right where they had finished recording. Uh, Mike Baxick Jr., who is a longtime pitcher, gave up a very Bond 756th home run. He's also on the show there as well. So I'll hopefully be getting him uh, later today or possibly tomorrow. I know Macklemore is a great TTM or I've, I've gotten him TTM. He has become one. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, he wasn't signing anything. And now suddenly he was doing everything here for about the last a year and a half, two years now. Right? Yeah. He, he was a real quick turnaround too. That's cool. I'm, I'm jealous of the in-person stuff. I wish I, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to try to go. To, there's a show in Boston um, on Columbus day and I've got my a Celtics ball that's signed mm-hmm. by a bunch of guys. So um, Tom Sanders, Seth Sanders is going to be there, and he's only um, eighteen bucks. Nice. So I'm so I'm going to get him on the ball and uh, on. A, I have his rookie card, so I'm going to get him on that. And I forget who the other, I forget who the other guy. I think Don Marcotte's the other guy that's going to be signing. And I've gotten him before, and he's actually been on the show. So I'm going to we'll we'll see. Maybe uh, I'll put out some fields and see if. Mr. Sanders wants to get on the show, but we'll see. You never know. But I had I got off five returns this week. They're all uh, 1973 tops football cards that I've been sending out. Part of my uh, I probably sent out 50 in the last 
two or three weeks. So I got uh, Dan Pastorini, who was quarterback for the Houston Oilers back in the day, and he was a pretty good player. when he played 73, the Oilers weren't that good. But he actually was on um, the Earl Campbell team in 78. That was a, was a pretty good team. I think he was still still a quarterback with them. And I don't know if this it was his rookie card, but he did he did sign it in a couple of weeks. I got Bill Curry, who was a um, played for the Green Bay Packers. Um, couple super. He played for. Uh, I think he played on two Super Bowls. One with the Packers. One with the Colts. And he was a coach in Georgia, someplace in Georgia. But he was a, he was a offensive lineman. He signed he signed for me in a couple of weeks. Glenn Wrestler, who was the guard for the uh, Colts back in the day, he signed put a, uh, put his um. No, uh, Super Bowl five. He played on um, Super Bowl five. So he put that on the card. He signed a nice black sharpie. Uh, I got Pat May- Matt uh, Matson, who was a um, oh, see, he was a center, I think, a guard. He played guard for the Cincinnati Bengals. He signed in blue sharpie with his number uh, twenty eight on it. And my my favorite one that I got back yesterday, actually, uh, Happy Feller. Which what was I love I love the name obviously that's why that's why I sent it I that's why I sent it out and he played for uh, Texas he was a kicker for Texas and I, I had to learn a little about Happy because I didn't didn't know much about him he actually was uh, t- taken in the fourth round by the Philadelphia Eagles as a kick he was a kicker and uh, back in the day drafting kicker in the fourth round is unheard of right mm-hmm. and the, the Eagles took him in the fourth round he played one year with the Eagles. And he didn't do that well. And then he got he got picked up by the New Orleans Saints. And the New Orleans Saints are probably one of the worst teams in football back back in the 70s. And uh, he played two seasons with the, the Saints. And his last season with the Saints, which was 73, his longest field goal that year was 18 yards. So Happy was not uh, – <laughs> never came out to become the, the great kicker that everyone thought he was. But he is a great guy. His real name is James. He was named Happy. He was nicknamed Happy because when he was a little kid, he was he was always smiling. And his older brother nicknamed nicknamed him Happy. But uh, to to me, when I as a kid, I, he was I was always a fan favorite because of the name Happy Feller. So he signed it in, uh, <laughs> in blue pen, and they actually and he sent his own uh, card here. It's an upper deck card. I can you see it, Joe? Yeah, I see that. Nice. So he say he sent that as well. In fact, he sent back my he sent back my card. Then he sent back the other card and another a different envelope and with a note saying, "Jeff, I found this card and I thought you'd like it." Nice. So that was kind of cool. And um, I asked him, you know, asked I've been asking these guys if they want to be guests on the show. And Happy said he he's uh, he's shy and he doesn't he doesn't do interviews. So <laughs> that one that one didn't work. And then. Uh, um, Bill Curry sent back a note saying, I know nothing about collectibles and I, <laughs> I don't want to be on the show. And then uh, Pat Ma- Mastin uh, said he, uh, he doesn't do interviews either. So, you know, a lot of these guys are in their, their late seventies, early eighties now. So that I'm sure it's a little, you know, it's, it's a little difficult, but we, yeah. we're still trying. We're putting out feelers for guys, but that kind of wraps up my returns for the week. I have um, in front of me about, five or six stacks of cards that I need to write letters for and send out. I've been kind of going through my cards the last couple of weeks. So I've got, a, I've got a lot of potential TTMs. I'm going to try to get to it uh, this week, but um, 
no, I, I the, the return. I'm get, I've been getting one or two returns every day, which is what I really like. I don't know about you, but I like getting one or two as opposed to getting ten in, at the same time. Yeah. I don't mind either way. It makes for good video and good stuff to talk about on here. So whether it's one or whether it's thirty, I'll take whatever I get. Pretty much. Sure. Well, that wraps up for returns for the week. Uh, next up is our interview. This week's interview is brought to you by the Trove Sports Den. Come and hang out and chat with baseball pros from past and present online. Visit thetrovesportsden.com and join in the fun today. So this week I had uh, the pleasure of interviewing uh, Clarence Scott. Clarence was a cornerback uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he's, he was the number. He was the first round draft pick in 1971. He was the 14th uh, player taken. We talk about him getting drafted by the. By Cleveland, he's a lifelong Cleveland uh, Browns fan, way, going way back uh, to the Jim Brown days, and he is uh, just a, a really, really nice guy. And uh, Mr. Scott does something unique um, for uh, for his TTM request. So listen to our interview with with, with Clarence, and you can learn about uh, what Mr. Scott does um, with his TTM request. So uh, you know, enjoy our interview with Clarence Scott. But first, here's a message from our friends at CSG. The CSG registry is now live and ready for your sports cards. Designed to be the premier online arena for sports card collecting, the CSG registry is a superior platform to display your CSG certified cards and compete against other collectors to see who has the best sets. Start adding your CSG certified cards now. Visit csgcards.com registry. Joining us on the TTM cast hotline from his home in Atlanta is former Cleveland Brown, and he played his whole career, 13 seasons with the Cleveland Browns from 1971 to 1983. He was a, a pro bowler in 1973. Welcome to the program, Mr. Clarence Scott. Hello, Jeff. Well, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, you know, we had a stellar career. I'd like to talk a little about your, your time in, in college. I know you were you were a uh, All America at Kansas State, and coming in from high school, you were really you weren't uh, set to be a, a defensive player, a cornerback. You were really you came in as a wide receiver, and they transferred you. They tra- changed you over to cornerback. What happened? How did that happen? Well, I, I was fit to do that because in high school I played both. I, I was a the defensive back in high school, I was a wide receiver in high school. So I had three years of high school at, at both positions. So uh, when they were scouting and looking me over, they, they knew that whoever it was that did the scouting job on me, they knew that I, was a, I could go either way, defensive back or receiver, because I, did, I was, did, did both in high school. And uh, we won a state championship in uh, at high school, and I got went to uh, Kansas State, and uh, everything worked out well for me. Well, uh, you, you were inducted in the Kansas State Athletic Hall of Fame in uh, 2003. You were honored as a Ring of Honor of Kansas State in 2015. And did you get to go back to the school for those for those honors? Uh, yes, I did. I, I, I most certainly did. Did some of your former teammates come back? Did you get to see any yes. of your former teammates? Yes, yes. 
And uh, was it was it uh, strange for you, uh, you know, after being at that in cam- on campus for so long and then going back, it, <laughs> had it changed? Did you recognize campus much? I mean, Kansas State has really grown, right, in the in the last uh, 40 years, 50 years. Yes, it is. Uh, a lot of changes there. Uh, I'd like to let you know that how long I've been a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> sure. I well, that was that was going to be my ne- my next uh, question to you. I know uh, coming coming up, you've been you've been a, a a Cleveland Browns fan since you were a little boy, right? Yes, indeed. Since I was fifth grade, elementary school. Unbelievable. Jim Jim Brown was my favorite player, and Jim played for the Cleveland Browns, so the Cleveland Browns were my favorite team, and it was all about Jim. And uh, I went to high school. We won a state championship, uh, undefeated state champion, and got selected by Kansas State and then chosen by the Cleveland Browns in the first round of the 71 draft. And it was just unbelievable when I got the call from Art Modell uh, in in the dormitory at K-State. We stayed in an athletic dorm. And uh, uh, I got a call from Art Modell saying we, we've taken you and we're glad to have you and look forward to a, a, a long career. And it, it that was the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> so <thank laughs> you. And so I've just been blessed. I, I can tell you that right now. I've been blessed, uh, fortunate along the way. Uh, my family was a beautiful family to grow up in. My, just my mom and dad and my two sisters, the three of us. And uh, discipline was there. Uh, worship, worshiping Almighty God had was installed in my being. Even at that time, even as a youngster, uh, I was taught that... Uh, if you just be a good person, you do the th- do the right things at the right time, and be grateful and thankful for it all. Uh, good things will come about and take place, and it certainly did. By getting a call from Art Modell to say we want to we want you to come to Cleveland uh, as soon as you can get up here. <laughs> did your Did your dad coach you when when you were a kid when you in, in Pop Warner and and my dad didn't. He 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 wasn't a an athlete. He didn't play uh, high school football himself, but uh, he he did support me though. Uh, I, I just played in in school and uh, I learned and uh, it, it, I knew what I wanted to do. Uh, at, at like I say, when I was fifth grader, I knew I wanted to be play ball with the Cleveland Browns. So, Did your mom have the athletic, uh, get the athletic uh, prowess from your mom's side of the family, from your mom? Now, my mother, uh, she wasn't um, receptive if, uh, about that. Uh, the, the, she thought she, she knew the possibilities of getting hurt and uh, in football, and uh, I, I never thought about getting hurt. That never crossed my mind. <laughs> uh, my mom did. She she really didn't want me to play. 
but I love football. In, in high school, I was captain of the football team and the basketball team. And my mom uh, did not want me to play football uh, because of the possibility for injury. But I, football was my first love and then basketball. And I, I was actually captain of the football team and the basketball team my senior year at Trinity High School in Decatur, Georgia a small school, but we won a state championship and uh, everything just worked out. I, I got a call from uh, Art Modell and uh, everything worked out. Now, I understand you had a, a nickname growing up that that's kind of followed you around and your your nieces and nephews call call you this. Now, a little birdie told me about this. You want to tell me how we, we tell people your, your nickname and how you earned that? Would that be Bunny? That would be Bunny. That would be Bunny. B-U-N-N-Y as in Bunny Rabbit. I, ca- I came home from the hospital uh, on a... On, uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, uh, and I and my mom said, "Oh, and my, my father, my mother said, oh, what the look, what the Easter Bunny brought me." And I, it was Easter Easter Sunday, and so Bunny uh, was been has been my nickname for as long as I can recall, uh, but I had no problem with it. Uh, I, I had a beautiful family. They they took me to church service at a young age, and I learned to to worship God. I learned to be a a servant to to the Lord, and uh, that, I have to give that credit to God Almighty for for using me and then giving me those uh, positive uh, initiative things that to to do with my life, so I'm glad about it. Well, that, that that's great that you carried that nickname all the way through to today, because I know um, I, again a little birdie told me that your your uncle Bonnie to your, your nieces and nephews, and I think that's uh, outstanding. Absolutely, I, I thank God for it, and uh, it's been that way all my life. So, and I've been happy m- most all of my life. That's cool. Now I know um, go, coming uh, when you were uh, done college, you, you earned All America honors, and you uh, got to be on the Bob Hope show back in 1970. Do you, do you uh, have any recollection of meeting Bob Hope and, and uh, being on TV yes, the first time? Yes, I certainly do. I could because I, I used to watch Bob Hope do this uh, when, even before I became el- eligible. Uh, he, the All American football team, the college All American football team. Yep. He he had them on his uh, variety show that came on Sunday night, uh, uh, eight or nine o'clock, uh, and he had the All American team come and just just walk out on the stage and to where he stood was standing, and give him give him your name and your your position and. Uh, Bob Hope, I, I got a chance to do that. Uh, were, you ner- were you nervous to be on TV? Uh, yes, yes. That was my first, uh, other than playing, playing ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it worked out real good for me as well. 
Now, coming out, you know, coming into Cleveland, you know, obviously you were the first pick in the 1971 draft, number 14. You were 14, uh, 14th pick. And uh, some of the Cleveland Brown fans were a little upset. There was some pushback about uh, you getting drafted as opposed to Jack Tatum. And um, did you, how, was it difficult initially? Uh, just initially it was, but I understood and I knew exactly what it was all about. Because uh, the, the Browns drafted me first because I was a cornerback. Uh, they needed a cornerback. The Browns needed a cornerback. Uh, Jack Tatum was a, basically a strong safety yep. uh, kind of linebacker person. So uh, that's, what, that's what, it was, uh, what it was. But in, the, in my first game, in my first game as a Cleveland Brown player, I had two interceptions, and you can you can look that up too. I'd like for you to look that up before you get a chance. So who did you play against? It was the Houston Houston Oilers. Or, or Oilers. Right. Yeah. Uh, I had I had I had two interceptions, and and then the next time that we came out of the dug up to. To run out on the field, the, the, there was no boo for me. See, the, the Browns knew that the, the fans knew the Browns wanted a defensive back, uh, but it was just the position. The, the position that they needed was a cornerback, and Jack, Jack, which was my position, Tatum was a basically a safety. He, he was a defensive back, but he was basically a safety. And that's the reason the Browns chose me. And I, I had no problem with it. As I said, uh, I was successful in my very first game, had a, had two interceptions. And uh, so I never heard the boobs anymore. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, but I, I, I had no problem with it. As I said, I, I knew what was behind that, that move that they made. The, Brown, the Browns had um, pretty good teams back in the 70s. And in 1972, you guys made the playoffs, right? You, you, you went up against the undefeated Miami Dolphins, the ultimate, ultimately the undefeated Miami Dolphins. And uh, you guys almost pulled that game out and, and ru- ruined their, uh, their undefeated season. Uh, yes, we played them in Miami. And uh, I, I can't even remember what the score was at this point. 20 to 14. Okay, twenty to right. fourteen. Twenty to fourteen, and we, uh, if we had scored, scored, scored a point, a touchdown uh, toward the end of the game, we could have kicked, you know, extra point, and then been twenty to twenty-one to twenty, it would have been the final score. But we were not able to score that last game, that last uh, touchdown. To put us ahead of them, but it was a good, tough game. They they were good. They were undefeated, I believe, that that year. They were. Yeah. Uh huh. And we were. We had a good record. Uh, and it was a good, close game down in Miami. That uh, we six points. Uh, we had scored. We could have kicked an extra point and and gone seven points up. Uh, that would have been great. Uh, but. 
It, I mean, it would have cha- certainly would have changed history, and it would have given you guys a a, a shot to get into the Super Bowl. It, it's unfortunate that you didn't get a chance to play uh, in a Super Bowl during your career, but you you played in plenty of playoff games and uh, during your thirteen career uh, thirteen year career with the the Browns. Um, I, I have a I have a trivia question for you. Um, what do uh, Bart Jones and John Hadle have in common? Bart Jones. Yeah. John. You want, me to get, you, want, you want me to give you the answer? Is it yes? Yeah, they're the two quarterbacks that you intercepted uh, balls for and scored touchdowns. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two touchdowns. Re- recover. Uh, interceptions return for a touchdown yeah that's what it would be yeah uh, so, um, so, so you, those it, are the guys that are those, those are the guys that it came from huh yep two two pretty good quarterbacks back in the day and and you you ran them back for touchdowns um it, during the you know was there any quarterbacks that you faced that the the guys just threw the ball so hard that you like i don't want to get in front of that ball no, no, I never had that to cross my mind, anything like that, because, you know, the football, is you've been catching it all your life. Yeah. Uh, and it just, you know, it, it wasn't that dangerous or that hard of throwing balls. So that was, that was never a problem or even thought of. But, was there a, a receiver that you you really like to uh, cover, or that anyone, someone that you had a great rivalry, um, you know, guys from the Steelers maybe, or was there anyone that you you really, uh, when you looked on the schedule, said, oh, I get to go against Lynn Swan this week, or you know, what, you know what I mean? Was, was there somebody that you really said this is this is going to be a fun week? Uh, well, every every week it was that way. I never said that for anybody in particular, but that they were. Uh, the best team during those during those times, the Steelers team. So we look forward to beating the beating them, uh, and, and we went to uh, Pittsburgh and beat them in a, in a particular game. But uh, I, I just whoever the receivers are coming across the line, you just prepare for them during the week, and uh, everything works out. Who who was the fastest receiver that you went up against? The guy the guy that that was just, was just a blazer. Uh, there was some some team that had a a sprinter guy. I, I can't even remember who it was. Uh, at this point. But he was just really hard to hard to Let's see. corral. No, I I can't think of. Uh, no. Who, who, who they were. Bob Hayes. Yep. You remember Bob Hayes? Sure, Bullet Bob Hayes. Okay, Bullet Bob. Uh, well, definitely, we will, we'll put him on that list. Uh, and we didn't play for, we didn't play against them that often, I don't think. He played for, who did Bob play for? He played for the Cowboys, right? Cowboys, Cowboys, right, right. So we didn't play, we didn't play against them that much, but he would be the guy, wasn't no, no doubt about that. Uh, you, you're going to have to be alert for that speed, Olympic speed guy. Did you play against um, O.J. Simpson? Did you get play against the Bills when they when O.J. was was the man? Uh, yeah. Oh, we, was, was, was he was he difficult? 
Was he difficult to bring down, or was he just really fast and shifty? Uh, yeah, he was not difficult to bring down. Uh, you, you don't want to get by, get him to get in front of you. you, you he, he had some speed that he could turn on and 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 run away from you. But in terms of just uh, being a tough guy to bring down, all of them, I, I would say uh, uh, the. Houston Oilers. Earl Campbell? Uh, Earl, Earl Campbell, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say he, Earl Campbell was a tough guy to bring down. If you catch up with uh, with OJ, you know, you could bring him down with no problem. How about a guy like Franco yeah. Harris? Was, was he? Was he yeah, a Franco big... was that way too. Uh, had the size to run over you, you know. Uh, he was he was a tough guy to to bring down, but yeah, Sorry. Earl Earl, what well, Earl Earl was the number one guy in terms of being a tough guy to bring down. During your thirteen year career with the Browns, you only played with one team. Was that um, uh, did you do, was that um, thought of when you you know when you drafted? Like I I want to be in Cleveland. I'm not going anywhere. Is it because to nowadays guys? you know, shift teams left and right from year to year. Uh, so for someone to play 13 years with one team is, is uh, really something. Yeah, I, I got that. But no, they they, they were my I, – I would never want to leave the Browns. They were, they were just my favorite team when I was a youngster. And uh, as I grew up and, and got to know some of the guys and got drafted by them, uh, it was all about – trying to win a, a championship. I watched the 64 game. I remember coming home from church early uh, in 1964 when the Browns played. Uh, who did they play for the championship? In Played them in Cleveland. That That's before my time. I was born in 65, so. <laughs> that, that was before Super Bowl. Yep. It was the NFL championship game. Green Bay, maybe? Did they play Green Bay then, or no? I was, I was, a, I was eighth grade. I was, okay. a, I was an eighth grader at that time. But as, I, as I said, I can remember telling my mother and my father that I'm going to have to leave church early enough, soon enough, <laughs> to get home and, and watch the Browns. And how did that go over with mom and dad? Before they well they they knew they knew who my favorite team was and they didn't have a problem with it and uh, I I'm a you know a pretty good child uh, in terms of uh, being that being doing crazy things so they they went along with it they knew That's very cool well yeah. uh, you, you were number two in your playing days you had, you actually have a number twenty uh, twenty two uh, shirt on today uh, which is kind of cool was there a reason you picked twenty two or, or or got twenty two or you just uh, that was the, the number you got and you kind of um, fell in love with it yeah uh, that was that was the number that I got I played uh, in high in college I wore twenty six. Okay. Because of Herb Adderley. Yep, Herb sure. Adderley of, of Green Bay Packers, he was 26. So at K-State, I was 26. Uh, but when I got to Cleveland, uh, there was a running back who wore, I, I can't forget to think of his name. Uh, he wore he wore 26. And so they I had to get another 
number because you know he he was a veteran, and uh, you know you 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 have to get another number because that that belonged to uh, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, but uh, I wore twenty twenty six. I, I, they gave me 22. So have you made I, I didn't have a problem with it. It was it was okay with me. But no, it's, uh, a, it's a great it's a great number. Have you made it back to Cleveland at all? Do you make it back every once in a while to see yeah. a game? Yeah, I, I I had been coming back year after year for the uh, alumni week. Yep, alumni week at the beginning of the season, and you know we didn't do it the last couple of years. We haven't done it. Didn't do it. Uh, but I had come back. Uh, about four or five years in a row for that. And uh, I always enjoyed coming back to Cleveland. You got to play in a Pro Bowl in 1973. Oh, he's got his helmet and everything. I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's it. That's it right there. It sits in the den here. And uh, that, that, that that's that's me. And that's who I'll always be. So that's That's very cool. I, I just ordered. I'm a I'm a huge Patriots fan, obviously being in from Boston. So I just ordered a Patriots helmet because they have an alum day, alumni day coming uh at the end of the month in October. So we're gonna I'm gonna go uh, see if I can get some of the guys to sign the helmet for me. Mm-hmm. Now you, I, I mentioned the Pro Bowl in 1973. Do you have any recollections of playing the Pro Bowl and and uh, you know was it like to, was that your first trip to Hawaii or was this before they? Uh, yeah, they well, played? actually, it didn't. They didn't have it in Hawaii. Okay. It, it was in California. It, it at, the, was at the Rose Bowl? Uh, yeah, I think it was the Rose Bowl, but uh, there was something going on. Uh, so they, 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 they had it in California, but we enjoyed it. Though. Did, were you, um, did you, any, any of your other, any other teammates make it uh, for that year? I know it's, it's, it's uh, um... Greg Pruitt did. Yeah. Greg Pruitt was a uh, punt returner, uh, you know, and, and he ran out of the backfield as well. But he yeah. was kickoff. He he returned a lot of. I, I I think he went as a return guy. Did but you guys he, win the we, game? We, we uh, I don't even recall. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, Greg and I were there yeah, from Cleveland. We were <laughs> two guys from Cleveland that made it. Did they give you? Did they give you a ring or something for being in the Pro Bowl? Something special to commem- something to commemorate you being in the game? Uh, I think I have a a plaque or a trophy. I can't recall. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I do. My wife said said I got a trophy for that. I know we got all these accolades and all these trophies. I'm jealous because you <laughs> can't keep track of all of them. <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm thankful and grateful. And it's just, it's just been a good life, man. It's, it's been an unbelievable good life for me. And, uh, I went to the game. We, we went, we had a good time at the Browns game, uh, here in Atlanta, uh, when they came in to play the uh, preseason game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We were there and just, just had a great time. And, and we sat in the in the brown sections of, of course, and just had people pulling on us all the way, all, all the way down. 
No, you play. You played. You played 186 games in your NFL career in 13 years. Um, it, you are. You know, football's a tough game, and, and you seem to. Uh, I, I got you. you. Know, be didn't get you didn't get uh, hurt or you know I should not say hurt. You didn't get injured out enough to miss many uh, games during your career. Uh, no, I, I I didn't miss. I I only missed one game. Uh, you're right about that. I played. 13 years and only one time did I not, I, I was dressed for the game, but I had, I had a, a bad shoulder during that week. I, I had a bruised shoulder during the week of preparation. We were going to Kansas city to play, play the chiefs and I hadn't practiced that much, but I had a sore shoulder. But when we got there, I still dressed out uh, but they they made a decision for me not to play, and said if we if we leave you out and you don't aggravate it, then next week you you know you you won't be have any possibility of hurting it more than it is now. So I I went to Kansas City uh, with with the team, but I didn't go. I didn't play. I I, I got dressed. I, I was ready to play, but that's that was the only time that I that's the only game that I didn't play in. Which is it's, 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 unfath- it's unfathomable nowadays. You know, what I mean, these guys are missing games left and right, and you were just such a a, a workhorse out there. Um, do you, were you a collector of cards and uh, memorabilia when you were when you were a kid? And did you did you save stuff from your playing days? I know you you know you showed me your, the helmet. Does, yeah. I did. I did. Uh, I was. A, I, I still have uh, cards that that I'm that I even when I was a youngster, I collected. Uh, and of course, now I've got got some of my own, and uh, I, I keep them in my pocket. See, I was able to go right in my pocket here and pull this, <laughs> these out. Yeah. I keep them with me, you know, because I want to pull them out at the right time and at the right place. No well, I, I, sa- I sent you a request. I don't know if you can see this. There's, there's your 1973 Tops card. You okay. sign, it just came in the mail today. You signed it for me. Thank Ooh. you very much. And I know uh, you're getting you get you still get a lot of autograph requests. Does it surprise you that that you know even you know have you haven't played in 30 years and people are still uh, you know want your autograph and are still. Uh, you know, want to hear from you? Yeah, that really amazes me. The, you know, the very thought that that these people still know who I am, and it's been a long time since I played, and they send in things for me to sign and send back to them, and uh, I try to get a number of, off of you know just from the address that they send it in. I can and the name. And, and address, so I try to, because I want to say thank you to the people that send me the cards and and all of that. Uh, I, I'm I'm grateful for it, and I try to touch base back with them the way you and I did. Uh, I try to I, I give them a sometimes I give them a call when I have a number when I get a number from them. Most most of the time it, it doesn't show tell you what the number is, but anytime I can say hello and say thank you to back to the people, I enjoy doing that. 
more than anything because I know how they how they feel because I feel I feel the same way. And uh, so I'm just glad to be in position to have somebody to think about me that much and want want to want to still be in touch and or have a relationship. So I'm just thankful for that. Uh, there's there's one game ball. What was that? That is that your um, the first game? Is that your first yeah. game? Well, not first game. It's a. It was in in Houston. I can tell you that we we won the game twenty one to seven because they put it on the they put it on the football. But they gave me the game ball. But I think I ran the interception back uh, in that game. At the end of that game, the Houston all we beat them. Uh, Twenty-one to seven, and yeah, and my wife brought another one here. This is one from 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 the cardiac kids. Oh, sure, <laughs> the cardiac kids. Yeah, and all it's signed by all the teammates. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Do you have um? Do you have Jim Brown's autograph? Did you? I know. I'm sure you got to meet Jim as being part of the Browns I, family. I, I'm not sure where it is now, but I got it somewhere. <laughs> I got it somewhere, but uh, yeah, man. I, Jim, yeah, it's all about Jim. Jim is my my, my, my guy. Now we, we, you know, you were you were saying that one of the things that that um, you know, you you call you sometimes call people that that send you requ- uh, autograph requests. What have been some of the um, responses from people? Have they been surprised that that you're on the other line? And uh, did they start getting shy when it's like, oh, oh, here's, yeah. here's one of my heroes. I get to talk to him. Uh, yeah, so yeah. when, initially, when you call me, I, I, you know, I turn into a 10 year old kid and I get shy there for a second. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's that is a beautiful thing, uh, you know, because I, I know I know where they're coming from. I know how what what it is they're feeling, because I felt the same thing. So that's why I, I I want to do it. I want to put that kind of smile on their face and that kind of uh, love in their hearts to let to let them know that I, I I love you and I appreciate you for being a fan and and for taking the time out to send some cards up to be signed and sent back to you. And I, I just want people to know how, how grateful and thankful I am. Uh, and that's, that's why I take the time to do it. And, and I, I even get the, get the address and name off of the, the envelopes and, and I call it, I, I call it and trying to get the numbers. If sometimes I get it, sometimes I can't. Uh, they, they they tell you they don't have it. Well, guys, if you if you're sending an autograph request to Clarence Scott, Clarence Scott is in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm not going to give out his mailing address because you guys can go find that because I don't think he wants to get inundated with millions of uh, of requests. But uh, you know, put your phone number on in your in your letter and why you why you uh, contacted him, and uh, I'm I'm sure Mr. Scott will follow up and and uh, t- and talk to you for for a few minutes. He he, he as I said, he loves his loves his fans. Um, in terms of 
when you were a kid, when not when you were a kid, but when you were a player, did you ever just go buy packs of cards to see if you can get your 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 card? You know, like you you know you're in the drugstore, you're in the supermarket, and you see a, a couple of packs of tops cards. Or did you try to pick up a pack of cards to see if you could get your own card? No, I I, I never did that. Oh, I would have I would have done it like I would have bought out every card they had. I understand, but uh, I I they I had them coming in. Yeah. They were coming in, and so I never actually had to go. And and they'll they'll put they'll let you know in in the in, in the in the letter too. They'll say uh, I I put in a card for you that you can have, and would you you would you mind signing these cards for me? So that that's how I get uh, uh, most of them, and they'll they'll put they'll put an extra card in in there for me to for me to keep and then two or three to sign and send back in a return envelope so uh i've, I've get, been able to get enough of them to satisfy myself have you attended any um uh, card shows or memorabilia memorabilia shows uh you know signing autographs to meet fans that way or um strictly just like alumni events and through the mail uh the brown backers in Ohio, yep. uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, because uh, you know, there's there's um, there's big card shows nowadays, and they have the the national show was going was in Cleveland a couple of years ago, and I think it's been Cleveland in a couple of years from now. Um, and I'm sure the the Cleveland fans would love to see you at at an event like that to to get your honor, you know get your autograph. Some people are a little shy to send stuff through the mail, but uh, you know it might be a nice opportunity for you to go out and meet meet some some of your fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, Mr. Scott, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave one one last question. Eleanor, you're you're on the sidelines over there. Do you have do you have a question for for Scotty that we didn't ask?
going back to Cleveland for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I bet you, you know, when you when we got drafted by the Browns back in 1971, you didn't think, didn't realize that you're going to have a second home in Cleveland, right? At you, you've you had a love affair with the the city. The city has a, had a love affair with yeah. you. Uh, you. You've done such great great things. Once again, I'm talking. I'm speaking with Clarence Scott. Clarence Scott played uh, 13 years with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he is a member of the Kansas State. Uh, Ring of Honor in the Kansas State Hall of Fame. He's a member of the Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame. He's a member of the Cleveland Browns uh, Leg Legends Program. Um, he got elected in 2012. Um, many accolades for such a great career. Uh, Clarence, thank you very much for your time today. Eleanor, thank you for helping us on the technical end. And sorry I put you on the spot to get yeah. <laughs> bring, you, bring you in for the, the one question. But I told you I might do that. So it wasn't a wasn't a total surprise. Uh, I want to I want to thank you again for for signing my card and returning it, guys. Uh, Mr. Scott is a a, a fan and a supporter of uh, TTM and our, our hobby. So please, if you have a picture card or um, something you'd like to get signed, send it his way. He'll, he'll gladly sign it and uh, put your put your phone number down and and you know look at you know watch your phone because he might call you to just to talk football and talk the talk Browns and uh, talk. Thank you. Just, just to say, to say thank, thank you. you. So, uh, I, again, I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure meeting you. And, and when I'm in Atlanta, we will certainly get together. And uh, I, I owe you guys a lunch, okay? Oh, thank good you. Glad to see you whenever you're here. Thank you very much. We, we look forward to that. All right, guys. Guys, thank you very much. And you you guys have a, a great week. God bless. Same to you. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Have a blessed day. Okay, you too. Well, that wraps up another edition of TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast, where we talk TTM cards, autographs, collecting, and a whole lot more. I think a whole lot more is now our NFL picks, Drew. I think so. <laughs> that seems to be taking up a nice chunk there. We, we do, we do uh, talk about everything that is sports and sports collectibles related. My name is Jeff Baker. I have been your host for the program and i was joined by my co-host mr drew pelto drew we we got one another one in the books into october now this is this is great it's just been uh, kind of flying by i know it really does so we've got a lot a lot of stuff going going on coming up I, as i said i've got a show uh, that I, a card show that i'm going to go to on um Columbus Day, and then I've got a, we've got a show, the uh, Shriner shows coming up at the beginning of November. And um, my wife was like, "I'm not taking you to all these shows, all, all these shows for the, every week." So I said, "No, no, no, just a couple. We got a couple big shows coming up." Um, Drew, you got anything big coming up this week? I know you've been you've been so busy the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I've got uh, well, I've got the ball games here. The last two Indians and Rangers games, the last two games played as the Cleveland Indians as well. So I got to make sure I grab a ticket stub or two from. Uh, Sunday's game, but aside from that, no, nothing really in the plans. Uh, my band finally, my band actually does have a show booked for uh, the end of the month on the 22nd. We're part of this uh, kind of mini festival in Denton, Texas, the uh, one of the Baba Palooza festivals run by Bob Decker. So uh, if you're a Dallas Fort Worth area person, go and check this out on uh, it's be Friday, the 22nd, starting at 5 p.m. up in, I think it's Killer's Tacos in Denton. We'll be playing there. Very nice. Yeah. And I'm actually on. Um... Halloween, I'm going to the Patriots alumni event at uh, Gillette Stadium. So there's supposed to be 20, 25 um, New England Patriots, mm -hmm. former New England Patriots there. And actually, I'll show you. I'll show it to you, Drew. But I got a, uh, I got a helmet. I got a, a, a old Patriots, Pat, Pat Patriots helmet. Nice. 
to get signed. Yep. Well, I'd love to bring in that, getting some, some in-person autographs, which I, I, as I said, I'm jealous because I don't get to do that that often. Yeah. So my, my wife and my scooter and myself will be will be at that on Halloween. So we got a lot of stuff going on. I want to thank uh, Mr. Clarence Scott for joining us. And guys, uh, Mr. Scott is fabulous with TTM. So if you have a, a, a photo of him or card you want to get signed, send it out. And make sure you put down your phone number because he will call you. He will call you to talk to you about uh, why you know you why you why you like the Browns, why you're interested in his autograph. Uh, he'll talk. He'll, he'll chat with you about his career. So when you send out a TTM request to Clarence Scott, he uh, will give you a call if you put your phone number down in your uh, your letter. So I'm, not many guys do that. So that's something really cool. Make sure you put down your phone number when you send out a request to Clarence Scott, and I'm sure he'll give you a call. And if he does. Let us know, you know, let us know uh, how, how it was. Cause I don't think there's many guys that follow up on uh, a TTM request. If you had, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Have you had anyone contact you about, about any of your requests? Occasionally I'll get like a Facebook message or something like that. But uh, Scott, when I sent to him for the first time, he did include his uh, phone number on there and I'm not exactly a phone person <laughs> at all. So I didn't call him back or anything at all, but like, all right, I might, I might try him again, give him a call and, you know, talk to him. Cause I mean, the former Brown, I mean, a lifelong Browns fan too. So it's like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I might, I might do that then. Yeah. He's in their ring of honor. He is uh, in the um, Atlanta uh, hall of fame, the Georgia sports hall of fame. He is in the Kansas state hall of fame. He was a, he was a very good player in his day. I think, I think he had like 48 interceptions or something like that during his career, which is pretty good. So hopefully uh, you enjoyed our interview with, Scott and I want to thank him again, him and his wife, Eleanor, for being on, on the show. Next week, we have uh, TTM Collective Stephen Katsoulis, who um, has a ton of stories. He was a, a sports producer for all sorts of um, shows, including on ESPN, on uh, Fox Sports. He's been he, he, he's but he's worked with a lot of people. So we talk about his time uh, dealing with all these pe- people as well as uh, collecting. So uh, join in uh, next week. For Stephen Katsoulis. Um, I think that's it. Drew, you got anything else before we, we I let you go? No, I think that's about it. I think we got everything pretty well covered. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Wishing everyone many happy returns. 